comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's so funny your brain was blow. Episode 272. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have thirty minutes to move your car. Your car. You have thirty minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: one year in the making. Frank? No Hello? Pun- no punchline? Frank, where's Frank? I was expecting a punchline from Frank. I know. Frank always comes out with a funny story or anecdote. It, is it, it, say he's pronounced that? Anecdote? Uh, yeah, George Jefferson referred to them as amusing anecdotes. Is that a... Is, do you pronounce the, the C like a hard K? I believe so. Anecdote. Yeah. Anecdote. yeah. Um, Frank's not here. And Sage was very disappointed, by the way. Yeah, when I he told always him. is. Sage oh. likes Frank more than me, just I know. for the record. So um, I don't know if you heard this or not. It's like when Uncle comes over. Um, earlier, yes, I had already told him when I got here that it was just me tonight. You yeah. know, and he went and pouted <laughs> in the corner, right? And so earlier, he goes, uh, "When is Frank getting here?" You were, oh come <clears> on, you were talking to somebody else, and I said, "Frank's not coming over tonight, buddy. He's working." And he goes, "But this is his work." <laughs> so. He has I'm no sure. uh, he has no idea that Frank really is working tonight. Frank has actually got a uh, a late night edit that wasn't supposed to be a late night edit, but has become a late night edit. So uh, you know, Godspeed to him and Arnold, uh, the editor, and uh, we will all wish them success. I think the last time it was just me and you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it was just you and me. That's you and I. No, my myself was, and yourself. It was you and me. I don't know. I, w- I grew up with Mr. Grammar Nazi, so now I've confused myself. Was when we did the Edwin um, Newman, no Thomas Milo. Okay, when we did the uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie commentary track. Yeah, no, we did the music episodes too. But you're right that that was that's on the list. We've did done we do this, one music es- episode with we just the two of us, and then Frank joined us for one, didn't he? Two. Dang. No, well, that uh, we did two episodes for the music thing because um, you're right. You're right. Because you're right. it went on so long that we decided to basically split it up into two halves. So right. So it became two episodes of good content instead of just one. You're uh, welcome to Half Hour Wasted episode 272. Really? We hope, we hope you've enjoyed uh, the last couple episodes, especially the con episode, the Dallas Comic Con. Uh, Frank edited that together. Yeah. God bless him. And then he decided to take a week off. Yeah. I have uh, grown weary of editing the con episodes, so <laughs> thank you, Frank, for doing that. Um, you've been providing us with... Uh, liners at the beginning of our show lately you know tonight's episode right and tonight you said sometimes they're even good uh, sometimes you said one year in the making and uh i think it's been more than a year it has actually been uh i was fumbling through my google documents folder Mm -hmm. yes and came across a document called half hour wasted episode ideas okay 
from January the 14th of 2011. Okay. So it has been over a year. Wowzers. Uh, at the very bottom, we I started listing listed I started listing uh, things we might do for episodes 203, 204, 205, and 206. Wow. Again, we're at 272 right now. That's episode 206 was supposed to be the interview show with this guy from Radical Comics. Yes, and I remember him. We have him on the phone. I will pot him up, and, and we uh, will say. I'll let I'll let you introduce him. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, a gentleman named uh, Jean-Luc Glazer, and uh, he is kind enough to uh, join us from the Pacific Time Zone. So this is uh, this is kind of tough on him because it's two hours earlier there. He's in the past right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he could do something, and it wouldn't catch up to us for like an hour and 59 minutes. Actually, we'd have to do it, and then he would have... Is that how it works? Yeah, yes. that, yeah that's how it works. Yeah. You guys okay. go ahead. Now, say say your name again, <laughs> sir. It's uh, I just pronounce it Jean-Luc Glazer. It's just the Italian version of Jean-Luc, or the French version is Jean-Luc. Excellent. Like Jean-Luc and how yes. long have you been flying spaceships? Uh, I guess five years. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm tired. Now, I had to ask you to pronounce your name because sure. I still couldn't get it, even after the 75-minute PowerPoint presentation that that um, that Bill prepared for me. I told you, I, I wanted to be prepared. Yeah. Just call me Luca Daddy for <laughs> the rest of the Luca Daddy? <laughs> yeah. Now, Why not? This PowerPoint <laughs> presentation consisted of uh, the history of the Italian language. Yes. And uh, etymology of names, well, certain I mean, names. It wasn't and just the like Italian that. language. There were a lot of Rome. You know, I mean, because it's all based on you know Latin. They're they're all Romance languages except right. for Deutsch. Right. But I tuned out about two minutes in. Yeah. And I had to put lid locks on the glazies to keep no. them open. I could I could you see I mean? that. Yeah. It's not so, easy putting uh, lid locks on Brad. By the way, he's, he's squirmy. I did it. some I did some research on your name, Gianluca. And uh, sure. did you know that it's an Italian name? It yes. Okay. Did you know, enough. according to i-am-pregnant.com, okay. uh, your I name... Don't, I don't get the connection. Well, I, it's... Uh, let me see. I am pregnant. The site for pregnancy and babies. Okay. Okay. So it's got names, uh, meanings, meanings of names. Uh, sure. Supposedly, your name says, or your name means, God is gracious of Luciana. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. And, and this name uh, is mainly used in Italy. Yes. According okay. to this website. Now, there's also a section about what people that have the name Gianluca say about their name. Okay. Right? So it, in this section says what Gianlucas say about their name. Sure. Uh, I guess it's a form they filled out and they can. Here's, here's the answers of, of a couple. Uh, the best thing about the name Gianluca, this one person named Gianluca says, uh, you develop psionic powers that allow you to control reality and fire. Wow. Has that happened to you? I maybe while I'm asleep. Uh, I haven't noticed that before. It basically sounds like Qui-Gon Jinn got together with uh, Drew Barrymore, the fire starter. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Drew Barrymore in that movie. Well, this other she guy, really I good. mean, this guy said yes. to this other question, the same guy says, uh, uh, okay, the next question is the worst thing about the name Gianluca. He says, it's the same guy that answered the other question. He says, you are hunted by the ancient order of Giancarlos, who developed the opposite of your power and wished to kill you in your sleep with acid. That wow. is interesting. That's yeah. deep, too. Um, it, it's funny you mention that. Yeah, people will call me Giancarlo. Really? 
yeah, they'll just say John Carlo, and I'll be like, huh. my name's John. They're like, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm just, you know, I guess they just have that on the brain. I wouldn't want to be hunted by a John Carlo. Now a John Carla. Perhaps. So that's possible. The same man also answered the third question on this survey. Uh, if my name wasn't Gianluca, he said his name would be Ricardo Everstein. Wow. So there you go. Just a little background on your name. Wasn't that one of Ron Burgundy's testicles? No, that was uh, James Westfall. Okay. And, and Dr. Dr. Kenneth, Kenneth Noisewater. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you now. So, Bill. Yes. Explain why this has been a year. In, well, it's been a year in the making because we have, obviously haven't gotten our stuff together. Well, it's but kind of our time schedule. Um, how did we get hooked up with uh, Jean-Luc? Can I call you Jean-Luc? Because it's just going to roll off the tongue better <laughs> like that. Yeah, that's fine. I, I really don't mind. Well, Engage. Um, uh, about, uh, <laughs> yeah. about a year and a half ago-ish, um, and I'm trying to remember exactly how the first interfacing went, but uh, um, you were gracious enough to put Half Hour Wasted on the Radical mailing list. Because at the mm-hmm. time you worked for Radical Comics. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. But sure. um, uh, you started sending them to I just wanted to people listening address. to wonder why we're even talking to this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that, that's, exactly. actually, that's actually part of it. This uh, is a mild, and I use that word very specifically, this is a mild departure from what we normally do here. Um, True. Uh, generally, we just completely waste people's time for uh, somewhere between a half hour and 90 minutes a shot. Um, occasionally, we, uh, we have creators on, um, oftentimes our friends, sometimes uh, actual industry professionals. Uh, people remember Ethan Van Skyver, Steve Engelhart, Kerry Gamble, guys like that. Uh, um, but uh, we have never spoken to someone who worked on the the other side of the equation, uh, the people who uh, make the creators able to create, um, the, the people who um, literally support their endeavors and, uh, and, and make it possible for these creators to, to fly free and to, you know, to, to bring home the bacon, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, so I was just, I was fascinated with the idea that uh, that number one, someone would take an interest in us, um, that because we weren't big time back then. I mean, we are now, but you know, we are back then. Yeah, shh. yeah, yeah. No, okay, he can hear us. Brad. Oh, he can. Yeah, oh, he can hear that's us. Right. Okay, um, but uh, uh, not only that, but uh, the the radical product that he sent us. Um, I was also um, boy. I'm going to overuse this word. I was fascinated with the the literal comics uh that were sent to us awesome. because they don't feel like any other company's uh, uh products uh they absolutely fall well outside what you expect out of the big two and um you know i'm i'm not sure you know i'm sure that there are you know there's probably been some image some vertigo some stuff that's that's kind of tried to to trip on these boundaries but uh the, the thing that uh that got me was the the quality of the art um the uh the interesting storylines and the fact that um that radical was not doing ongoing issues um you know there there's never going to be issue 200 of hotwire deep cut or you know issue 600 of time bomb they're never going to have to <laughs> well that'd be really cool i mean but there's they're never going to have to uh you know renumber and then go back to the original numbering for uh for damaged 
um, or the last days of American crime, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so I just thought the, the concept Let's of the company. Let's not forget federal vampire and zombie agency. Thank you. Thank you. I do not want to do that. Um, Can so, I interrupt real quick? Yeah, please. Jean-Luc, please. Does, uh, does, does, uh, does this make you feel at home, this noise here? Absolutely. Now, that's clearly the uh, the original sure, that Star is the Trek. Original, actually. You never know. Yeah. Right. Would you mind if I just played a little bit of that while we're talking? Okay. It needs to be it needs to be about twice as loud though, because I can still hear you guys. So Oh hey, crank it, you know. No, I don't want to distract eleven or something. So yeah, uh, so I guess uh, my first question is um, and, and heck, this is so long ago that you may not even remember. So if so, okay. we'll just edit this part of the show out. No big deal. But uh, but how did you find Half Hour Wasted? I really don't remember. I mean, what it is, what I do as part of my job was, you know, I did a lot of different tasks. But one of the things was always to maintain and to constantly find, like, people to send PRs to, people to send review copies to. And sites come and go, um, so you're always kind of looking for like new people to get involved and get excited over you know whatever company's product you're promoting. So I don't I don't even remember how it is I, I came across you guys. You either had interviewed somebody, you had reviewed something, you did something either in those two things that draw drew my attention to you guys. Nowadays you can find anybody online. Even if their website, even if their email is not on the website, you can find them. Yeah. As long as you have a name, and it was obviously impressive. Whatever it was, we did. I wonder if it was the. Um, I wonder if it was the uh, the Legion of Dudes uh, review of. Dang it! What was that uh, issue that we got credit for? Rightfully so, by the way, being oh, the Godfathers the, um, of the network. Hunter, 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 Killer, Cyber Force, Hunter Killer. Yes, exactly. What, it wasn't Cyber Force, was it? Hunter. Killer Cyber Force. I don't know. It's back in the bedroom. I, I don't have time to go get it right now because I'd have to search for it. But um, one of our one of our brother podcasters from the Legion of Dudes. Let's go ahead and call them sisters. It's funnier that way. Yeah, which is on our network, the HHWLOD network. Um, he re- he wrote a review of this new book. I want to say it's Cyber Force Hunter Killer, but that doesn't sound right. It's Hunter Killer something. Yeah. Well, the art was done by uh, Kenneth Roquefort, right. which which I thought was pretty amazing. It was his. He was a member of the Legion of Dudes podcast, and <laughs> they gave, they took his quote, but they credited credited it to Half Hour Wasted. So, <laughs> which was awesome. So I'm wondering if maybe that. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell. I wish I knew, but honestly, I mean, I I have like at least 400 people that I email sure. when I send stuff out and. I can't remember how I found everybody. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, and it, I, yeah, it's no big deal. It's a shame, too. I know. I, I really kind of sure assume that... a good story. <laughs> I, I assume that that would get lost in the uh, the hazy mists of time. Um, yeah. I even forget why we do this. Um, of course not. We've no, been I, doing this for over five years now, so uh, it, at times you, you kind of think, wow, you again? Okay. Um, luckily, <laughs> we're basically family, so uh, you know it's just an, it's an excuse to get together and you know, cuddle. Um, Regardless. You know, watch movies. We're glad know. that we finally have been able to schedule this. Yes. So uh, this has been literally a year in the making. Um, uh, we kind of uh, – we uh, – I've – tried to contact you a couple times and and uh i think in between you uh leaving radical 
and mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, bubbling back up to the surface with your new venture, um, we kind of reconnected and uh, um, had a, a, a tearful reunion. And um, so now, finally, uh, this is happening. Um, yeah. So um, I guess uh, uh, we should ask kind of uh, uh, you are not literally with uh, Radical Comics now. You have uh, you've gone off. And uh, this is one of the things that that interests me um, is uh, you are now in control of your own marketing empire. Um, well, maybe I'm using the word empire, um, you know, <laughs> liberally. Yeah. Yes. But uh, organization is um, that I'm more. Free, I'm a freelance guy. Okay. I, I have a name. I call my business Double G Marketing, but um, basically, I'll work for anybody who pays me. Interesting. <laughs> I just figured out. Yes. I just realized why it's called Double G because those are his yeah. initials, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it actually took me a a, a chance a couple. I had to look at that a few times, and I, it finally dinged in my head, and the light went off. And do you think you could got have hot. gotten more business if he had called it Double D Marketing? <laughs> I'm just see, say, I'm I, just saying I'm just spitballing here. If you go on my Facebook page, you'll see kind of like the front of my business card, and it's got like these two kind of like old Western like guns, you know, kind of crossed, you know. And yes. so you got GG, you got you know, kind of like the guns, and then if you ever are fortunate enough to see the back of my card, it, it says you know, will hit your target, and it's got like a cool eye with some bullet holes in it. Yes. You know? By the way, we're um, uh, we're mutual friends with uh, Daryl Taylor. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, yeah, I know. So good old good old Daryl. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. Um, yeah, let's see. Two, yeah, that's right. Uh, Ian Ian Shire is the self publisher, and uh, and Daryl Taylor. But uh, but yeah, I've I've, um, I've enjoyed uh, uh, looking. At, I'm not stalking you, but I have enjoyed <laughs> looking at your uh, your Facebook page. It's called research. Yeah, it's awesome. called research. It's all good. Um, yeah. see the, uh, um, uh, some of the clothing that, uh, that your, uh, uh, your wife. Mrs. uh, yes, <laughs> my wife's business. My wife runs a uh, vintage clothing store in, uh, on Melrose Avenue. Oh, how cool. Well, so, so yeah, yeah, I thought you, uh, you lived in your uh, wife's pretty hot, man. <laughs> That's not my wife. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, uh, Brad, so you know. Brad does that, uh, to, he thought uh, that was actually my me. That was a professor. That was Carl that we were telling you about. Yeah. There, there are pictures of me and my wife, like on my Facebook picture site. That's cool. We, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to stalk you. I mean, research it, uh, uh that hard. Um, <laughs> I'm honored. Yeah. But, uh, it's cool. I mean, it looks like, uh, you are someone who, you know, it's not just a job. I mean, it's, uh, you, you clearly enjoy being in, in the world of, uh, entertainment and, uh, yes. um, did you specifically decide to try to work for uh, comic book uh, type companies, or was it just kind of um, the way the uh, the way the waves kind of pushed you? It's I, fate, I guess, in a way, kind okay. of pushed me. Um, I, I was a, a assistant to a writer producer named Andrew Cosby, and he did the show called Haunted that was on UPN and it had a pre-lost Matthew Fox star. Oh yeah. I remember that. That was a good show. And he, he's business partners with Ross Ritchie, or at least he was at the time. They're not anymore. So, um, I, I was working as an assistant for him in 2005. I was doing what's called script coverage where he just give me a bunch of scripts and books to read. And I would just write these analysis of it. But he, he had a show that he had created called Eureka, and 
they basically Universal got him an assistant, and he, I guess I don't know. I he wanted to bring me on, or maybe he didn't really want me on. But <laughs> I I would like send my paperwork to them like three times. They keep losing it. Uh, I don't know if they lost it or he's just like threw it in the trash or something. But he filed it. I, I found myself in a position of like being out of a job and so I hit up his business partner for work Boom was like less than a year old and there was like besides Ross there was like two other people working for the company there was the editor Marshall Dillon and then there was a letterer graphics guy um, Ed Dukeshire who does work for digital webbing or okay. I think runs digital webbing so so Marshall Dillon was that his real name that is his real name yeah okay did he wear spurs that, may need to see an ID <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. It's him. I'm. I'm not yeah. sure about. <laughs> no, he he lives up in Michigan. Like these other guys too. Were like one is in Michigan. Marshall was, and Ed's Ed's out in Massachusetts. So you know, I was like the the guy that was like in house that was kind of doing all the grunt work. Okay. Um, that uh, I, I thought you were in um, uh, like San Diego. Turns out you're you're up the uh, up the coast a piece. So I am. Yeah, I am. I'm probably two three hours away. Just to keep the stalkers away so how do we you won't say list that? Your... is it san diegoan or san diegon mm-hmm. oh the people who live there yeah, uh, yeah. san diegans i guess you san that, Diego that sounds lights. good to me honestly I'm, don't you remember that I'm scene like, in in anchorman when when chris parnell runs in he says there's like 500 angry san diegoans san diegans <laughs> san diegon they're trying to decide how to say it yeah <laughs> oh man yes uh, but uh, again, Jean-Luc, uh, sure. any kind of tangent or anything that comes out of either one of our mouths is not to be taken uh, personal. So, No, go please. ahead. Tangent right. away. Because <laughs> I think Bill and I both have diarrhea of the mouth. Yeah. All right. It can happen. In fact, uh, Frank tells us all the time, let the guest talk. Yeah, we had one of our, one of our last interviews, uh, mm-hmm. Bill and I thought, went swimmingly. And he, we were done with it. And, and uh, Bill's like, that was great. And I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. And Frank's like, yeah, <laughs> um, you guys talked a lot, so maybe yeah. we should let the guests talk next time. So, And we've clearly learned nothing. Like from office space? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, I have to ask you to come in. God, uh, I love tomorrow. I love Gary Cole so much. Yes. I mean, since, since the um, uh, American Gothic days. And uh, hey, you know what? He uh, he mm-hmm. he made a, a good run that at, on that uh, Babylon Five spinoff too. Uh, they got thirteen episodes, which uh, finally started becoming interesting. Did right, you towards see the, end of its run. the memo about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! CPA <laughs> uh, reports. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Yes. So Frank, uh, hey, we apologize in advance. Frank, you can just you can stop. Just hit the stop button because okay. it's not going to get any better, sir. Okay. Uh, for, for the rest of you listening, okay. let's continue on with sure. quality show business. So let's talk about um, let's talk about Radical and, uh, sure. and how you got involved with them. And, and what was it about Radical Comics that, that was different? I mean, you can look at a Radical comic. Is it okay mm-hmm. if we talk about a company you don't work for anymore? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what was it yeah, about what radical? Would I be on here if I didn't work for Boomer Radical? <laughs> um, because you know we like 
Frank's yeah. not here. We needed a third. How's that? No, um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was distracted by my computer for uh, a second. Same, no same time next week, uh, by the way. We so, have sort of a problem here. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's probably best if I just told you guys what I did at Boom and kind of yeah. led to Radical. Yeah, um, please do. Sure. Uh, when I first worked for Boom, I did like small little like little marketing tasks. I, I sent out review copies, both as PDFs and hard copies, out to people. Um, I sent out press releases. I didn't write them yet at the time, um, but I did do that. And, and Ross Ritchie really—I have to give him a lot of props. He really taught me a lot um, about not just how to do a good job in marketing, but also about the comic book industry. Um, he he deal, he worked in marketing at Malibu Comics uh, prior to Boom, um, before it was bought by Marvel. Uh, and he he when I worked with him, he, he he pushed me really hard. You know, I had to be very resourceful. Uh, a lot of things would be last minute. He'd have a meeting or something later that day, and I have to get stuff printed out for him or some type of mind you know stress mind melding task, but. <laughs> It, you know, it, it taught me how to be resourceful and get things done, and I learned a lot just on the production end and on the marketing end um, in comic books um, when I uh, worked at them. Yeah, another great thing about Ross, um, I have to give a lot of credit to him, um, was that he always would talk and answer any question that I would have, you know, and he loved to talk about comics. The guy is like a real virtual encyclopedia, uh, him and Mark Wade. And, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of bosses do that. Not a lot of bosses care to pass, you know, the, the learning tree on to you, you know. So I, I do have to give him a lot of props on that. And did, I wouldn't have worked for Radical if I hadn't worked with Ross at Boom. Did you ever get to, to visit with uh, Mark Wade at all? Mark Wade would come by the office. Um, I Even before I worked um, for Radical, um, Andrew Cosby was like, is like my stepbrother-in-law. So... I, I got to meet Ross through, like, I guess they would have parties or whatever at Andy's place, or they'd go out for something and see a movie, and I'd see Mark Wade, Ross Ritchie, and John Rogers, who is the creator for the show Leverage on TNT. And he, oh, wow. he also He also is infamous for writing, uh, what was it, Catwoman. The, the, the Holly Berry. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> he did some good movies too. He did The Core. Not something I'd um, want on my resume. <laughs> to, to be fair, it was like a first draft he did. That, that's what oh, I. Okay. Hear. He also did the first draft for Transformers the, before Michael Bay took over it. Huh. Yeah, but isn't every movie script rewritten by Carrie Fisher at some point though? Carrie Fisher. Yeah, a yeah. script doc. Yeah, she's a script doctor. Yeah, she didn't a, know that. Carrie Fisher became a very yeah. famous script doctor. And then she wrote that uh, that autobiographical, autobiographical thing that became a movie. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then that she appeared on Thirty Rock, and she was a drunk. It was really sad. <laughs> it's sad to see how someone goes from, you know, a twenty five year old, uh, you know, twenty five year old with a slave costume on. She's on slim. She's she's doing the slim fast thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has dropped a few. Okay. Because of that. I'm, I was. She was looking job of the Huddish. Oh no! <laughs> Dare I say? Yes, I always thought she was a handsome woman for a great aunt. <laughs> Jean-Luc, did you uh, did you read comics as a kid? 
Yeah, I was a big DC guy. My brother, who's like 10 years older than me, was a big Marvel guy. And he had a huge collection of books that my mom eventually threw away. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, so painful oh, hearing that. It, it, it's bad. <laughs> um, so I got to read some of his. He was a huge Iron Man fan. Mm. He loved the Hulk. Uh, at least I know from his collection of books. Um, but me, I always loved Batman because, you know, when I was a kid, um, they were replaying the, the Adam West show and Tim Burton's Batman came out. Yeah. And, you know, I loved Jack Nicholson and that movie was just all kinds of awesome for me. So anything Batman I, I was into. I remember this kid brought to school the all four issues of um, A Death in a Family where they killed Jason Todd. Yeah. So Did you to- vote in that? I, I it was before I read about it in the paper at the time. Oh, okay. You know, he's, I was too young to make those kind of calls. I voted. Yeah, he was. I was in college. I voted. Jason Todd was basically the Larry the Lobster of comic books. <laughs> I don't know what. But I don't they, understand you know, that reference. Bringing him oh, no. back, bringing him back, just proves that nobody dies ever really dies in comics. If you could bring back Jason Todd over yep. twenty years later, character that really people did not like. And, and you know they they do now it's the I'm going to turn somebody gay, <laughs> but before it was <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody in comics. You know we're going to kill um, the torch or we're going to kill soup, you know Captain America, and you just know it's a publicity stunt. You know the person's going to be brought back because if they can bring back Jason Todd. No well, you know there's there's one character that if they bring back, yeah, from the dead, I will stop reading. That company's books altogether. Who? Uncle? Uncle Ben. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Now they have brought back Peter David, my favorite comic book author and uh-huh. novelist author, brought back an Uncle Ben from an alternate universe okay. when he was writing uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. Cheating. Yes. Yeah. But if they bring back the 616 Uncle Ben, I will cease to buy any Marvel comic book. From here to the end of time. I mean that that would, that's the last dead guy, isn't well, it? You've for Marvel. Yeah, I th- I would think that's the most significant last dead guy. Yeah, you know for I mean they brought for, their last their last dead guy, uh, Bucky Barnes. They're they're Jason Todd. They brought him back. Right. For for DC, you might maybe you might be able to classify Bruce Wayne's parents. You know, in that well, Thomas Wayne. I mean. He was back, wasn't he? I don't know if it was the 616, for lack of a better yeah. word, Thomas Wayne. But if they do that to Uncle Ben, I'm I'm so gone. Okay. You know, and I <laughs> at this point, okay, I'm I'm almost 43. Yeah. You know, um June the 10th coming up very soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be 43 years old. Wow. So I've learned to just chill out, man. <laughs> I've learned to Okay, Jean-Luc, when uh, Spider-Man's my guy, right? So yeah. when Joe Quesada... I believe he pronounces it Quesadilla, but we'll <laughs> yeah. okay. go with Quesada. When All Joe right. Quesada uh, reversed the Spider-Man Mary Jane mar- marriage with the one yeah. more, the infamous One More Day storyline... forced sure. Michael Straczynski to do it? No, yeah. Well, he, yeah. he made sure his name was not on that last issue, yeah. by the way. That's the last time I bought, with the exception of issue number 600, because I was hoping against hope that maybe they would uh, undo it. But that's the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man I bought. Yeah, J. Uh, Michael likes to point that out to people. 
Yeah, and I have. <laughs> I don't blame him either. I have. Uh, I have not bought one since then, with the exception of number six hundred. So yeah, I'll give you that. Um, you know, if they if they do that to Uncle Ben, the last remaining, in my opinion, yeah, guy that matters if he's dead or not, I'm done. What if he's a ghost? Ghost Ben. <laughs> ghost well, Ben. That could be like. Peter, you must follow your destiny. You know, kind of like on Dexter, you know how you know Dexter's dad keeps you know talking to Dexter. Oh yeah, kind of keeps him in the straight and narrow. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen Dexter, Brad? I I've heard much about it. I think it's one of those series that I will watch eventually. The uh, the lovely professor. Oh, we've got I've got seasons one through three on DVD. You can borrow. Them. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, the the professor, uh, my lovely missus, uh, she got hooked into that show because apparently she's got a real dark side. I didn't know about when I mm-hmm. married her. Um, Do you sleep with like a chest plate on and and stuff like that? Yeah, but that's because impenetrable uh, to to knives. Yeah, and but that's like because that. Sage like kicks me uh, when we're uh, when we're sleeping. Okay. He, he crawls into bed uh, almost every single night at some point, and he doesn't give a whit where my privates are when he does it. Mm. So yes. uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's interesting. And it, when he was uh, when he was two, three years old, wasn't that big a deal. Now he's five. He's almost as tall as I am, and um, you know it's uh, it hurts a lot more. I can't remember where I was going with that. I've learned at forty three to chill out, but there's as a result there are very few things that would just incense me to no end, and one of them would be bringing back Uncle Ben. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know for some people they're just committing Harry Carey because there's a before Watchmen happening. You know, but (laughs) I don't get hung up on that. It just interested me. I knew very early on when I worked at Boom how comic fans can get really riled up. Boom was very um, careful to be a comic book publishing company first Mm -hmm. and try to get other deals off the ground second. Boom always seemed to make smart decisions in that yes. way. I agree. Now, yeah, do, Ross has a good mind for the business. Yeah, yeah. does uh, does Boom have, uh, do they have ongoing titles? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, they ended Irredeemable. That was Mark okay. Bates' ongoing book, and that ran for like 37 issues. Okay. Um, I think Superbia, it's kind of like a real housewife superhero kind of mix. That's was originally a miniseries, and now it's ongoing. Okay. They had 28 Days Later that ran for, like, a number of years. Um, that was an ongoing title that ended, like, a year ago. So, um, you know, they, they try to do things like Val and the Outcast is an ongoing. Um, so, you know, that's something that they do. Yeah, they, they have oh, yeah. a number of ongoing things going on. Past yeah. and present. <laughs> I'm um, um, fascinated that uh, you had something uh, to do with uh, Eureka also. Um, I didn't have anything to do with that. That was actually separate from Boom. That okay. caused me, because of Eureka, I ended up working with Boom. Um, and then and Andrew Cosby only worked on that show for like a year. Even though he created it, he quit it. Any relation to Bill? <laughs> he actually, his company's called Not That Cosby. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Bobs. But... You know, he's not part of Boom anymore. He was never really doing that much. He wrote, like, some stories here and there. But it was really, like, Ross that ran everything, you know? Okay. Like I said, if it wasn't for Ross, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at in terms of doing freelance work for comics or having worked for Radical. Um, I, I have a, just a feeling that if I had worked for Andy or it, 
had my fate in Andy's hands that I'd probably be in a gutter <laughs> face down somewhere. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing getting to uh, getting to professionally cozy up to uh, Alex Ross, though. Uh, no, Ross Ritchie. Sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ross. Wrong Ross. No, Wrong Ross, Ross. Ritchie. The, yeah. No. Um, so, yeah. No, Ross Ritchie's a, you know, he, he's a tough guy. Definitely worked my butt off. But like I said, um, you know, he did, he does what he has to do to get his company going. It's his money and he, he's responsible for it. And so, yeah, he tries to work people hard. So, uh, uh during your tenure there at Boom, um, uh, the comic, uh, the comic company went from one title to six. At the um, time, yeah, and it's yeah. grown since then a lot more. That's really cool. So, uh, yeah. was it? Did that have um, anything to do with uh, just a natural evolution? Was it uh, kind of a uh, kind of a, a kick in the shorts? Where you know we're going to do this and take over the world, and nothing can stop us? Or um, uh, there was like a little bit of funding, not like as huge as like companies okay. that Radical had gotten later on, but there was like a bit of money that came into the company, and they it it's, it it was partially also a natural progression. You know, they started off doing one book a month, then they went to like you know three or four books a month, and then they eventually got to six books a month. And since I left, uh, I mean, they do probably like over twelve books, you know, or more. I haven't kept count, but they they now have Kaboom for kids, and they have Boomtown, you know, which does its own kind of thing too. Yeah. yeah so, is there a uh, uh, there a Staff's favorite? A lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and they're uh, uh, they're they're West Coast also, aren't they? I mean, were, uh, were yeah. you able to actually go into the office there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there used to be an office in Century City, and now it's off of uh, San Vicente. I don't know if they're moving again or not, but um, a year ago, Ross was nice enough to invite me over to the offices when they had moved into them, uh, the ones on San Vicente. So and he got to show me around, even gave me some free books. Sweet. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so first taste is always free, huh? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. This is issue one of five, so uh, we we got our hooks in here for the uh, for the next uh, sixteen dollars, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered how an independent publisher can convince. I don't know how else to say this. Can convince um, big names. Yeah. To mm-hmm. to work for them, you know, either to write one of their books or sure. to draw one of their books, like you know. I've heard nothing but good about uh, last uh, the last days of American Crime by Rick Remender. You know, mm-hmm. he, Rick Remender has turned out to be a, a pretty interesting author that I usually like most of his stuff. And so, mm-hmm. I at the point he when was this published? This was published late, like December of two thousand and nine. The first issue came out. Okay, so but it had been promoted since like the summer before. We we had been you know. T- he, announcing this book and he had written a few things at at you know the big two i hate that yeah you know that seems like such an unfair way to talk about dc and marvel you know unfair to publishers like radical or boom or who's who, you know yeah. who are putting out quality stuff but to call them the big two yeah, you know, you know what, Bill? I think we should start referring to you and me as the big two, and okay. Frank's the independent <laughs> guy. But um, well, I mean, you know, if you look at the market charts, and that's something that I do a lot in my work. I mean, it's it is the big two for a reason. I mean, sure, one and, is like 
you know, they're 34% of the market, yeah. you know, it's like 37% of the market. And then I guess maybe Image or Dark Horse would be next and it's a lot smaller. But do the, do the, I realize I'm already steering away from my original intended question, but do the, the smaller companies like Radical and Boom, do they resent that term? I don't know if they resent that term. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I really don't think so, honestly. It's the big two. They don't I don't think they subconsciously think about it. They wanna be up there though, sure. Yeah. I mean, realistically are they gonna take over, you know, the big two? Well, no, because the big two publishes over like a hundred books a month, you know. Well it's taking one step at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of like getting creators and such you were mentioning that you know yeah. some of it was because ross knew guys like mark wade john rogers wrote uh, some stories for boom um michael allen nelson was like a close friend that lived next door to them um at the time and he was kind of their go-to guy for being a writer um on radical side barry levine knew steve niles because he tried to sit up 30 days a night as a movie before sam raimi got involved <laughs> so he you know he had his connections there um dave elliott who was the co-founder co-publisher and editor chief of the company up until 2009 he knew a bunch of guys too like S- steve Pugh, who's now drawing animal man um guys like nick percival and so that's how these guys came on board but then after a while, when a publishing company is established, it's putting out good material, it's known secure, and it's known for paying their creators, um, then you get kind of the guys like Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray or the Rick Remenders. Yeah. Well, maybe not Rick now because he's a Marvel exclusive, but we'd signed him up just before he did. Yeah, Palmiotti and Gray did um, uh, Time Bomb uh, for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had uh, Steve Pugh uh, did uh, Hot Wire Deep Cut, uh, which he co-created with Warren Ellis of all people, and that was one of the. I think of all the names uh, um, uh, that that I saw on the front of uh, these radical comics. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the one I think that you know really jumps at you and goes, "What the heck, man? How did this guy get involved?" You know? <laughs> well, see, that's well, he, that's what Rick Remender was for me. Okay, know, I'm not yeah. familiar with Steve Pugh, but of course I am. You know, Rick Remender. Yeah, Steve uh, is amazing. First of all, you should be picking up Jeff Lemire's Animal Man because he started doing full time artwork on it. I think starting with issue eight. Okay, and he's just incredible. His he's been around. He he did the Jamie Delano um, Animal Man for Vertigo back in the early nineties, and Steve Pugh. He also I think he worked on Hell, Hell, Hellblazer as yeah, well. Yeah, his art's okay. pretty awesome. I'm looking through this right now. His art is totally different now. That's the thing. His art yeah. from the 90s. I mean, he did, he did a book called Shark Man for Image. I read part of that. Um, that's, that was kind of like, I guess, the first time I've noticed his completely reinvented art style. And he's just amazing. Um, Hotwire was a book that I don't... It was done way before Radical. It was supposed to come out through Tundra, which was a company that Kevin Eastman had started. Um, and they did a Tundra UK, which Dave Elliott was the publisher for. So that was going to happen. Tundra closed down, and basically Warren Ellis let Steve Pugh kind of work on the character. And as Steve Pugh's developing his art style, um, said, you know what, you can have it. But we still give Warren Ellis story credit because he did come up originally with an original 
Hotwire story and original character. Okay. It's all Steve Pugh. Okay, and, and of course it it is not going to hurt to put Warren Ellis's name on the uh, the, the cover of the magazine. Not. I mean, you, absolutely. Not. Some yeah. of it's contractual, and some of it is just yeah, damn. Well, it's just it it's <laughs> you know it's pragmatic if nothing else. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's not uh, it's not a fib to say that Warren Ellis had something to do with it, and um, you know, he was co-creator. Yeah. yeah, well, and you may have people you know like me who. You know, you've never heard of this radical comics company. Um, you know, you're you're wandering through your local comic shop and you're seeing what's on the wall that week, which is um, my favorite way to do it. Um, I mean, I, I've always been the kind of person I'm. I have uh, I have resisted efforts to. You know, I subscribed when I was a kid, but um, uh, but now, um, you know, I want that uh, I want that 45 minutes uh, out of the house. Um, you know, I want to go to the comic shop and just kind of wander around and. Listen to you know, listen to all the fellow geeks, you know, talk about their World of Warcraft and what they think about the new Green Lantern and you know all that kind of stuff. Um, but mainly, I want to be able to just you know browse and and just kind of you know touch things and look at them and you know uh, the, the way kids used to do it. I mean, it's you know it's it's not as good as a spinner rack at the Seven Eleven, um, but um, you know it's what we got these days. And um, you know, I mean, you see. You know, you see a, a, a Rick Remender, a Warren Ellis, a Palmiotti, a Gray, you know, guys like that. And, you know, you're just you're more likely, you know, to to give it a, a shot, I guess. So, you know, sure. nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's uh, that, that's pure marketing there, isn't just, it? Just not a Nick Simmons. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Don't 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 forget. I worked during that time. That whole brouhaha happened over in Carnot. OK. Um, expand on that a little bit, if you don't mind. <laughs> Okay. What are you comfortable well, telling us about this? I, I can tell you everything that I personally know about the situation. Okay. And, uh, the thing is this, is that, you know, okay, stop. about how do you get big. Okay. Stop. <laughs> I have a suggestion. Okay. Sure. Now that we've teased this topic. Yes. Yeah. Let's end this episode because we're running about 45 well, 46 minutes right now. Okay. okay. Let's end this episode. And if you can stick around and talk for some more. Absolutely. Let's well we usually record two episodes when we get together. Go ahead, sure. Let's record it's let's finish harder. out this episode. And we'll oh, make it's this Okay. Well yeah, let's make this a two part interview and we'll and we'll pick up with the next episode so people will have to awesome. come back next week to listen uh All right. to this. Brad, you're a genius. All right. This is a genius because this is a good story. I uh, Okay. Great. I don't I'm 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 looking for the boilerplate, but I don't have That's okay. It. Well it's off it's on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Okay. Typically, I, I what we to, do here I was about to rock and roll this thing. Here. Is we'll play a little closing music and we'll say thanks for listening sure. to Half Hour Half Hour Wasted. Thank you, Jean Luca, for joining us. But you'll be back next episode, and we can hear this. Uh, I sure will. This great episode, <laughs> this great story coming up. Uh, throw us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail You can send uh, individual emails to me and Frank and Bill at our names Frank at or Bill at or Brad at halfhourwasted can follow us on twitter at half hour wasted you can uh, give us a voicemail at 972-798-3830 send us a line leave us a voicemail let us know how we're doing and if we should continue doing this or not hey guys it's frank am i late yeah you're late frank (laughs) that was very that was that was a halfway decent frank impression by the way frank we missed you we'll see you um not next week but the week (laughs) after that (laughs) So, uh, how does Frank do this? He goes, until then, I'm Frank. Yeah, and I, I usually say something that's completely off the cuff and not really 
germane to the subject at hand. And then, so you, okay. now, now you like can now. say, now you can say, I'm Jean Luca. I'm, I'm John Luca Glazer. There you go. Okay, and we'll and see you. <laughs> see you next week on Half Hour Wasted. You've just become our Billy Preston, by Yay. the way. You're okay. the fifth. You're the fifth Half Hour Wasted cast member, by the way. We'll explain nice. that. We'll no, explain I'm that not. during the break. Okay. All right. <laughs>